Hello and welcome to A History of Hannibal, episode 42, Knockout Punches. After a week in Rome, I'm back, and ready to get into some ancient history. I've spent much of the last few years studying the Romans in great detail, but seeing some of the things they built has been eye-opening. They really were quite impressive. Today, we'll examine how impressive they were in terms of fighting the Second Punic War in Spain. We haven't visited Spain since episode 36, and before that, we haven't been there since the early 20s. So, rather than diving straight into things, let's have a bit of a recap. When Hannibal went north to go across the Alps in 218, he left behind Hasdrubal Barca and Hanno the Spaniard. The Roman force soon arrived, and was led by Publius Scipio, along with his brother, Gnaeus. Hanno was quickly captured, leaving Hasdrubal alone in control. The Romans achieved a naval victory in 217, capturing 25 of the 40 Carthaginian ships, which allowed them to dominate on the sea. Hasdrubal fled towards the Atlantic, but turned back after revolt by some Spanish tribes against the Romans. 217 ended with the Romans using a Saguntine citizen to capture the Spanish tribesmen the Carthaginians were holding hostage. The Romans, in an act of goodwill, then released the hostages. As the winter of 217-216 set in, we left the Spaniards contemplating switching their allegiance to Rome. This is where we rejoin the story. As 216 got underway, the Romans divided the command between them, Publius taking command on the sea, with Gnaeus fighting on the land. Hasdrubal Barker was still not very confident, and avoided confronting the Romans until he received the reinforcements which were promised back in episode 42. 4,000 infantry and 500 cavalry, commanded by his brother Margo. He began to move towards the coast when he received a setback. His naval commanders, who had been defeated at the Ebro in 217, were never fully behind the Carthaginian cause, and had caused some trouble with the Tartessii tribe, forcing Hasdrubal to take action against them. Things had been going well, but once the Tartessii rallied, he withdrew into a defensive position. Morale greatly depleted. He refused to be drawn into a battle, and remained fortified. The Tartessii soon became overconfident, and Hasdrubal Barker launched surprise attacks against the Spaniards whenever they found an isolated group. A battle began with a very aggressive charge by the Spaniards, which caught the Carthaginians off guard, but as time progressed, the greater discipline of the Carthaginians began to tell, and they were victorious. The next day, the tribe surrendered. Hasdrubal was not able to enjoy this success for very long. Word came from Carthage that Hasdrubal was to leave Spain to reinforce Hannibal in Italy. The news caused immediate defection 
of almost all the Spanish tribes to the Roman side. Hasdrubal wrote back, speaking of how terrible an idea this was. He spoke of the immediate effects, and what would happen if he actually left. It was a really hard war as it was, and the Scipio brothers were excellent commanders. If he left, his successor would be hard-pressed to keep everything together, and that was if they could even find a successor. He had no half-decent commander whom he could leave in control, and no troops to leave behind. Spain would have fallen before he crossed the Ebro. This was crucial. Spain was vitally important to the Carthaginian war effort. The silver mines were one of Carthage's greatest moneymakers, while the Spanish tribes were necessary to fill Carthage's armies. Carthage could not afford to abandon Spain. This letter certainly caused a reaction when it arrived in Carthage, but not enough to change their minds. Hannibal had just won at Cannae and had taken Capua. Italy was their prime concern, and Hannibal needed help there. While Hannibal didn't go for the knockout punch after Cannae, the Carthaginian Senate seemed to want him to. If Hasdrubal could make it into Italy, the two could attack Rome together. Then Rome would be in so weak a position it would have to surrender, or be taken by force. Hasdrubal, who we've already seen to be a cautious commander, had a different set of priorities. Spain was necessary to the Carthaginian war effort. It wasn't as glorious as Cannae, but it was more important. If the Carthaginians were pushed out of Italy, they could always regroup. But if they were pushed out of Spain, they would have lost their money and their manpower. It would be game over. While Hasdrubal was unable to get this point across, he did at least make them realise that they couldn't leave Spain without a general and an army. Himilco was sent with a force from Africa to Spain, who then told Hasdrubal of the Senate's decision. Hilco was to take the command in Spain, while Hasdrubal was to follow his earlier orders and march on Italy with his force. Hasdrubal began to make preparations. Aware that Hannibal had sometimes needed to make monetary gifts, i.e. bribe the tribes along the way, he collected tribute from all the Spanish tribes still under his control. Once the Romans discovered the plans of Hasdrubal, they combined their forces. Should Hasdrubal Barker make it to Italy and unite with his brother, he could well deliver themselves the knockout punch. He needed to be halted. The point they picked to stand their ground on was the Ebro. They eventually marched across the river, and, after much deliberation about what to do, decided to attack the pro-Carthaginian town of Ibera. Hasdrubal responded in kind, and attacked a pro-Roman town. The Romans abandoned the siege of Ibera, and moved against Hasdrubal. They camped five miles away from each other for a number of days, 
with nothing of real significance occurring, when, for no particular reason, both sides marched out for battle. The Romans had infantry in the centre, light infantry at the front and back, with cavalry on the wings. The Carthaginians had the Spanish in their centre, with Carthaginian troops and Numidian cavalry on the right, and the Libyans, mercenaries, and other cavalry on the left. The commanders felt equally confident in victory, but your average grunt had very divided opinions. The Romans were desperate for victory, knowing that defeat would allow Hasdrubal to march on Italy and win the war, while Hasdrubal's force, mostly made up of Spaniards, did not want to go to Italy. Their home was in Spain, and they would rather stay there, even if it meant defeat. With this in mind, perhaps we should not be surprised that the Carthaginian censor collapsed immediately. There was still the danger of a canai-like situation forming, with the wings encircling the Romans, which is exactly what the Carthaginians tried to do. The Romans were pushed together between the wings, but rather than collapsing like at Canai, they were strengthened and managed to push back the Carthaginians. Hasdrubal's force was obliterated. He fled, leaving his camp to be looted by the Romans. Yet more Spanish tribes sided with Rome. Hasdrubal was greatly weakened, barely able to hold on in Spain, never mind march on Italy. Back in Rome, the Senate was delighted that the assault on Italy was prevented. These were events in 216. In 215, things continued to go well for the Romans. A pro-Roman Iliturgi town was being besieged by Hasdrubal Barker, Himilco, and Margo Barker. The Romans were bringing grain into the city, when they were hard-pressed by the Carthaginians. The Iliturgi were inspired and joined in the fray. Soon, the other Carthaginian armies were involved, and a full battle was underway. It was a great victory for the Romans, who, according to Livy, were outnumbered four to one. Livy claims that over 16,000 Carthaginians were killed, along with 3,000 taken prisoner. A huge victory. The Carthaginians moved into another region, where they suffered another defeat, with over 13,000 killed and 2,000 prisoners taken. Even more Spaniards joined Rome. The situation was still very grim in Italy, but for Rome, things were going well in Spain. We now move on into 214. I'd love to get into events more, but I'm struggling to find any more information than this scant overview. Livy's interests are in Italy and Sicily, while Polybius enjoys covering events in Greece. There isn't very much to find about Spain, but nonetheless, we go on. Margot and Hasdrubal managed to defeat a pro-Roman Spanish force which was very large. Livy goes on to say that this defeat almost caused Rome to lose all of Spain south of the Ebro, yet 
he neglects to mention where the battle took place, or how large the various armies were. It's frustrating, to say the least. Apparently, the day was saved due to rapid action by Publius Scipio, who settled at the White Fort, which is where Hamilcar, Hannibal's father, was killed. He was soon joined by Gnaeus, and Hasdrubal Barker was joined by Hasdrubal, the son of Gisco. For convenience, I shall call him Hasdrubal Gisco. Hasdrubal Gisco is just thrown into the narrative here, but he appears to already be a general, having replaced Himilco, who was presently in Sicily. I don't think I've mentioned his father by name so far, but he was one of the delegates sent to Philip of Macedon by Hannibal. So, the two Roman generals, Publius and Gnaeus, and the three Carthaginian generals, Hasdrubal Barker, Hasdrubal Gisco, and Margo, were all present at Mount Victory, where they have moved from the White Castle. And the important town of Castulo flipped to the Romans. The Carthaginians had less success, taking Liturgi, suffering losses of over 12,000 due to the aid of Gnaeus. A similar defeat happened at Aurinks, though due to the Carthaginian force being smaller, losses were only around 6,000. The Carthaginians rebounded quickly. Margo Barker raised fresh forces, which again suffered large losses, over 8,000. With these successes, the Romans moved on to Saguntum, the city which started the war. It was finally taken, and the Turditani, who had sparked the war between Carthage and Saguntum, were crushed. They were defeated, sold as slaves, and their capital was destroyed. These were events in 214, and is where we shall leave things for this week. If you've enjoyed the show, remember to check out the website, thehistoryofpodcast.com, our social media sites, facebook.com forward slash thehistoryofpodcast, twitter.com forward slash thehistoryofpod, youtube.com forward slash thehistoryofpodcast, instagram.com forward slash jamieredfern, or send me an email, thehistoryofpodcast at gmail.com. There is also the Fantasy Football League, which I encourage you to join. If you know nothing about football, don't worry, you'd be hard-pressed to do worse than I'm doing. There are 38 game weeks, and at the end of the first, I'm in last place. Go me. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week, when we continue events in Spain. <laughs>